Welcome to the January 11th, 2023 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 11, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to each one listening to this podcast how much you truly love each and every one of them. In addition, I pray that you would give anyone listening today favor with both God and man. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 11, beginning in verse 1. The Lord detests the use of dishonest scales, but he delights in accurate weights. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Honesty guides good people. Dishonesty destroys treacherous people. Riches won't help on the day of judgment, but right living can save you from death. The godly are directed by honesty. The wicked fall beneath their load of sin. The godliness of good people rescues them. The ambition of treacherous people traps them. When the wicked die, their hopes die with them, for they rely on their own feeble strength. The godly are rescued from trouble and it falls on the wicked instead. With their words, the godless destroy their friends, but knowledge will rescue the righteous. The whole city celebrates when the godly succeed. They shout for joy when the wicked die. Upright citizens are good for a city and make it prosper, but the talk of the wicked tears it apart. It is foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person keeps quiet. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Without wise leadership, a nation fails. There is safety in having many advisors. There's danger in putting up security for a stranger's debt. It's safer not to guarantee another person's debt. A gracious woman gains respect, but ruthless men gain only wealth. Your kindness will reward you, but your cruelty will destroy you. Evil people get rich for the moment, but the reward of the godly will last. Godly people find life. Evil people find death. The Lord detests people with crooked hearts, but he delights in those with integrity. Evil people will surely be punished, but the children of the godly will go free. A beautiful woman who lacks discretion is like a gold ring in a pig's snout. The godly can look forward to a reward, while the wicked can expect only judgment. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others 
will themselves be refreshed. People curse those who hoard their grain, but they bless the one who sells in time of need. If you search for good, you will find favor, but if you search for evil, it will find you. Trust in your money, and down you go, but the godly flourish like leaves in spring. Those who bring trouble on their families inherit the wind. The fool will be servant to the wise. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. If the righteous are rewarded here on earth, what will happen to wicked sinners? Friends, today we're going to take a closer look at verse 3. And verse 3 is very clear. It says, honesty guides good people. Dishonesty destroys treacherous people. And just two verses later in verse 5, it basically reinforces this verse Verse 5 says, the godly are directed by honesty. The wicked fall beneath their load of sin. So what I'm going to say basically here is they are differentiating people who are honest. People who are honest always tell the truth. Let's go back to our proverb a few days ago in Proverbs 6, verse 17. It talks about the seven things that God hates. And in verse 17, it says, God hates a lying tongue. And when we did that podcast a few days ago, I told you, if God hates something, we should hate it as well. So, if you listen to verses 3 and 5 of the 11th proverb, it tells us that honesty is a good thing and we should do everything we can to speak honestly at all times. We should never tell a lie. And I know people sometimes get in a habit of saying what are called little white lies because they don't want to hurt people's feelings. But friends, I'm here to tell you that a lie is a lie. You can't really measure them. And so you should always tell the truth if at all possible. Now let's go back to the second part of verses 3 and 5. And this time we're talking about dishonest people. And now we're talking about people who are in a habit of lying, and they do it on a regular basis. In verse 3, it says dishonesty destroys treacherous people. But in verse 5, it says this, the wicked fall beneath their load of sin. And I think the differentiation here between verses 3 and 5 is this. If you are dishonest, most of the time it will not just be in our speech and telling 
lies, it also will carry over into our actions. And what I mean by that is something as simple as this. Going to your employer and you have forgotten your pen, for example. So you go to the supply closet and you take out a pen and you take it home. Now, I know this doesn't sound like a big deal, but stealing is stealing. And I think it's okay if you use that pen at work, but if it's a work pen, then it should stay at work and it should not come home. Hopefully that is plain enough. We're going to continue our study in the book of Exodus. Today we'll go over a few verses in chapter 17, and we're going to talk about two main things that happen in this chapter. Number one, God provides water from the rock. So we found out in a podcast just a few days ago that there was no water where they were in the desert. And when Moses approached God and asked him what God did at that time, he said, put this um, piece of wood into the water. And at that time, the water was sweetened and it allowed the Israelites to drink the water. But now here we are a few days later and they're in the middle of the desert and there's absolutely no water. So what do you feel the people of Israelite did? They murmured and they griped against Moses and Aaron. And they're actually talking about stoning Moses. They are griping and complaining, why did you ever take us out of Egypt? So let's pick up chapter 17, beginning in verse 5. The Lord said to Moses, walk out in front of the people. Take your staff, the one you used when you struck the water of the Nile, and call some of the elders of Israel to join you. I will stand before you on the rock at Mount Sinai. Strike the rock and water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. So Moses struck the rock as he was told, and water gushed out as the elders looked on. Moses named the place Mesa, which means test, and Mirabah, which means arguing, because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord here with us or not? Now let's take a look at number two. Israel defeats the Amalekites. This is a wonderful story. Many of you may not be all that familiar with this story, but if you are, it's a story that will continue with you and will be hard to forget. Let's read chapter 17, beginning in verse 8. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, 
Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired they could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. This is one of so many favorite stories of mine in the Old Testament. And friends, I hear this a lot. I hear a lot of people say the Old Testament is simply not relevant today. It just isn't relevant to what we do today. And friends, I beg to differ. I think there are so many lessons that we can learn from these precious stories of the Old Testament. And in this particular case, we all have things come against us in life, as did Moses here in this story. And they needed help. And this occurs even today. A lot of times we have things that happen upon us and come upon us, and sometimes we need help from our friends. We need help from our family members. And sometimes, if we don't have that help, we are going to lose in a particular situation. Let's look at number three. The Lord is my banner. So let's quickly go back to chapter 17, and I'm going to read the last three verses, beginning in verse 14. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. He said they have raised their fist against the Lord's throne. So now the Lord will be at war with Amalek generation after generation. There are a number of titles for God throughout the book of the Bible, and this is one, The Lord is My Banner, and why he got this name here is because the Lord provided victory for the Israelites in the middle of the desert against one of their enemies, the Amalekites. 
Now is the time I take each day, and I call it a call of action. And now that we are in a new year, I want everyone to begin doing this, and I'm challenging each one of you listening today. I want you to do one of two things, and you can do both of them if you'd like, but simply pay someone a compliment today. I know that sounds simple, but many people are hurting in this world today. Many people go to work and they have a heavy heart. Something is going on in their life and they're depressed or whatever. And you can see people, you can identify people who are not having a good day. And what I'm asking you is simply to tell a simple compliment to make them smile, to change their day around. Very, very simple. Or something equally as simple, lend a helping hand to anyone who appears to need a helping hand. Offer to pick groceries up for an elderly woman going out to her car. She's struggling. She has a cane and she's trying to lift something. Make people around you be aware of them and look for opportunities to help them. Very simple, yet it can have a lasting impact on people, even they after you are gone from them. The suggested scripture reading today would be simply to read the entire 17th chapter of Exodus. I only read about half the chapter. If you feel so inclined to read two chapters, I invite you to continue reading the 11th chapter of Hebrews, the great faith chapter. And if you are willing to read three chapters today, please go back and read our proverb of the day, Proverb 11, in its entirety. I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if you have never taken that step, but you feel you would like to draw closer to God, you feel that you're missing something in your life, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me today. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you came to earth and set a wonderful example of how we can live our lives every day. You were tempted in all areas, as are we, and yet you chose never to give in to the temptation of sin. Jesus, thank you for setting that example for everyone listening today. Yet, you were willing to die on a cross so that everyone listening to this podcast today would have all of their sins forgiven, past, present, and future. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I invite you into my heart. I ask you to come in and lead me and guide me from this point forward in my life. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, if anyone repeated that prayer, or if you have any questions about anything you heard on this podcast today, I ask that you reach out to me. 
My name is Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. You can reach me on my Facebook page. And if you have any questions or if you repeated that prayer, reach out to me on Messenger. Let me know that you made that prayer and I will get back with you as soon as I can. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.